I know. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't rush me. Okay. Hey there, everyone. My name is Grady Milligan. Yeah. And I want to welcome you to the Vineyard Church Conversation. I do. <laughs> A space for healthy dialogue about the serious and the silly. Both of them. <laughs> A place to explore the sacred and beautiful things that make up our journey together. Wow. Today I'm here with my friend and youth pastor at the Vineyard, Sam McGee. Oh, wow. That sounds great. What do you think about that, Grady? Uh, well, <laughs> self, I think it sounds great. And I think people should go back and make sure they listen to part one on last week's episode of the Vineyard Church Conversations. So, self, here's my conversation with my friend, Samuel McGee. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> Okay, Sam, so we've, you know, we've talked about how you do friendship. We've talked about uh, goofy stories from childhood and, and marriage. And uh, throughout all the things we've talked about so far, one of the things you're carrying into all of those spaces yeah. is the personality that mm-hmm. Sam has and walks with. And we kind of, you know, mentioned it earlier about uh, we brought up the Enneagram and how it can help people understand their personality. Yeah. I know that because we've been walking through this together, mm-hmm. I know that you are a nine on the Enneagram. Yep. Um, but without much from me, since it's your personality you're learning about, <laughs> let's just kind of talk a little bit about that because I know it's been really formative for and informative mm-hmm. for you to be learning about your personality and uh, just, just talk about it because there will be a bunch of people in these chairs that we're sitting next to right now that have a similar personality. So, yeah, yeah. free for all on Sam, oh, sure. the Enneagram 9. Yeah, yeah, the Enneagram 9. So, yeah, I know, like, we were kind of figuring out the Enneagram starting around the same time because we all did it as a staff. And yes. Then we went to that cabin and. Gatlinburg or Townsend yes. or wherever and cried for two days in the woods, right. you know, all that. Uh, <laughs> a retreat of crying. A retreat of crying, yes. yes. Uh, but, uh, no, it was, it, was, it was very good. It was just, you know, learning a lot. And, and for me, learning some things about myself, like probably in the proper context and, and like realizing some things that were a part of me that I had kind of an askewed perspective on. You yeah, know? sure. So the Enneagram 9 is... Uh, Ah, gosh, where to even start? I guess I'll just like talk about it for me, you know, like what it looks like for me, because that's going to be the best way. But, you know, that type is the peacemaker and that type is the, you know, the the avoidance is conflict. And then as the name states is is the desires peace. And for me, I guess I didn't realize how much that was a thing. You know, one of the big things that tipped me off was uh, a a common behavior or or a way of being for a nine is to, they call it numbing out, but that means, you know, they are checking out of wherever they're at. They might be physically present, and and I was even talking about this a little bit earlier, but being physically present, but then not there in your mind. And so for me, it's really funny. I used to think people didn't know how to relax. Like right. I'm the only person that really knows how to let go and relax <laughs> and then come to find out the ideogram shows up and I realize through it and it was very true and I knew it because I was immediately convicted because I recognized it the minute it was said, but that I was numbing out. It wasn't relaxing. It was yeah. me avoiding feelings that 
yeah. were causing conflict inside of me or, or me um, like putting my mind onto something else so I could like avoid conflict that I felt with other people or situations or things like that. Yeah. And so I, I'm not relaxing. Yeah. Like, in fact, I'm super wound up, yeah. but like I'm on my phone or yeah. and that's in a an game important, or something else. Well, yeah. It's an important distinction. Yeah. Because no, super. Uh, I, uh, people might not know that. Um, yeah. There may be someone else who resonates with the personality type of the mm-hmm. Enneagram nine who even you just saying that here could be like a big revelation for because yeah, numbing out is not true peace or relaxation. No. It's yeah. it's actually like a it's almost like a panic response mm-hmm. to being the exact opposite of relaxed, being like so stressed out that your brain just yeah turns off for a second. Oh yeah. Well and, and you know, it's funny too because like a lot of people or like I, I don't like conflict either. Well, yeah, no one like really right. does. Like there are some people that are like always up for a good, you know, whatever. But like for the most part, people don't enjoy conflict. Sure. But the thing with a nine, like uh, you know, sometimes people are like because of some of the other attributes, like oh, I wish I was a nine or this or that. And I'm like, oh, trust me, you don't want to be a nine, um, <laughs> which is just funny. We were talking about this in the car, uh, but just. You know, I think sometimes we just want to be a number or a different personality that's not ourselves. Sure. You know, everybody's brain seems easier because you're dealing with your brain. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but one of the the things, like the the degree to which it stresses you out. You know, they talk about a nine has like this inner pool of peace, and then this outer pool of peace, and so they're trying to maintain peace in the environment around them, and then we're also trying to maintain the peace within ourselves. And, and so that's double the energy. And that was a big deal for me too. Like yeah. nines are sleepy. Just sleepy. They're you, just sleepy. You said it earlier. I was going to come back when you're like, what do you like to do for fun on your free time, Sam? Uh, sleep. Yes. <laughs> so not, you know, yeah. and, and it, and it costs that, you know, that energy to, to, to maintain those and, and there's growth, right? With, with any personality type, with any person, like these things, like you, you grow and you become more adept and aware and and able to like, you know, like I'm hoping through all this self-discovery, like I'll be better with conflict and and, and it won't like, it'll always affect me, but like, you know, that'll continue to minimize as I learn to trust myself and my voice and these things and, and things like that. But like, you know, but, but maintaining that and knowing that like energy is a, is a part of that, like the emotional energy of it all allows me the awareness to know, like if I have to have a hard conversation or whatever, if I, and it's not even necessarily conflict like relationally or between people. Like if I feel conflicted about something or, or, or feel like I'm around a conflict, yeah. you know, that, that all takes energy. And so being aware of like when I can know I'm heading into those moments, I can store it up. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll go and be alone for thirty minutes and and pray and breathe and just kind of be yeah. as as a way to reserve the extra. Yeah. So that I'm not spent. And then it also you know with that that build up allows me also to be more clear and and more honest and vulnerable and and straightforward and all those things too because you know one of the things also with a nine personality that it um is talked about a lot is is merging 
Mm, you yeah. know, the, the, the big thing for a nine is to learn that they have a voice, yes. that it matters and they have something to give. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize how much merging was a part of my story either. And even yeah. in conflict, right. um, it felt easier to like say my piece, but if they said it back and it was different, just accept it and move on yeah. right or wrong. Right. And, and which, you know, isn't fair to that person, isn't fair to me. Yeah. Um, and that also leaves me bearing all the emotional weight in a conflict because the other person's thinking it's resolved and I am just yeah. angry, disappointed, whatever else it could yeah. be. And I'm just swallowing yeah. all of that emotional, um, you know, stuff and, and, yeah. and not so. So anyway, like the, the merging thing is, you know, the nines because of their desire for peace and, and all these things around them, like it's common um, for them to take on the interests of like their closest relationships and things like that. And so they kind of, um, you know, if they've got a really good friend that's like super into photography, like they may become really into photography or if they, um, you know, two years later also have another friend that's like, you know, all about basketball, like they'll may dive into that. And so, uh, what what then happens though, at least it's very true for me, is like you become very adept at quite a lot of things, but may not feel like the master of any of them because yeah. it's been me just like merging, 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 merging. Or like maybe you won't feel like you're doing this. any of the ones that like are a pure from your deep self want or desire. Yes. Like, yeah. Like. I'm doing 10 things and I've become strangely good at all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I can, and, and there's some beauty in that too, right? Yeah. Like you, like, well, this isn't hypothetical, just you as a person, you can do so many things. Like yeah. you, you always have in all your jobs and all your stuff, you do so many things. And it's crazy because it's so hard for me to admit that, right? What you're saying is absolutely true, but I don't view that that way. I'm always just like, well, someone's better at this than me. Then, and yeah, that's true, but that's always true, right? Well, there's someone in the pla there's always someone on the planet better than something than you are. Yeah. But, but the reason you're everyone, people may not know this, but the reason everyone on staff with you has sometimes to your exhaustion come to you with questions <laughs> about everything is yeah. because you actually are good at a lot of things. But, and even in, you know, I just reminded myself of, I know you've also had to learn and like work on having a voice and believing your voice enough to say like, no, I can't do your thing yeah, because yeah. I have 10 things I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I already said yes to three things someone yeah. else already had. Mm -hmm. So I'm now three things over the 10 things I need to do Yeah, yeah. because I said yes to <laughs> too many things. And, but like, I think you've grown in that you've yes. learned in that, yeah. you know, like being the extra extrovert that you are, you'll mm -hmm. work in a room alone or not hang out with me. Uh, and let me just be sad about it because you need to do stuff. But that's yeah. like, you know, it's really good. Yeah. And talk, if you would, like, how have you been learning? Because you've mentioned all these things, the nine's voice, the yeah. nine's wants, the nine's desires. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other numbers or personalities might struggle with uh, needs, like not knowing their own needs, you know. Mm -hmm. And every human struggles with everything. So if this all seems confusing or I feel all these things, well, you're a human. Good job. Welcome to, you know, the family. Uh, <laughs> it's about what's the big, big driving ones. We yeah. all have needs, wants. We all repress yeah. different things. But uh, so I say that to say if people haven't thought about these or studied these things, I think the nine confusion or the nine not knowing 
what is going to be a, a not knowing what you want mm-hmm. rather than like the need stuff so much. So how has Sam been figuring out what he actually wants in spaces or like believing, you know, like you said earlier too, like how are you working on believing your brain people mm-hmm. when they yeah. say you have an important voice? Yeah. Use it. How's that working? Uh, well, the number one thing is like taking the risk. Mm. You know, I talked about earlier, like trusting relationships. And that like, could cr- create conflict, which is Oh, scary. gosh. Yeah, and it's such <laughs> a terrible loop, right? Because, like, the moment you do speak up and someone's like, oh, okay, that's great. Let's talk about it more. And you're like, uh, I didn't expect this to happen. Or they're like, I disagree. Why are you bringing this up? Then you're like, oh, well, I don't want to make a conflict. Then it becomes this weird, it's awful scary cycle. Things. It's, the, yeah. it's the scary thing. And they might ask you to use your voice more. Yep. Or they might disagree and now you're in a conflict and you don't like either. Yeah, but but you know <laughs> but you it's funny because like we've talked about this with with music and like you know um, encouraging people that are new to playing music, especially live, is like living through it, right? Like we've both got stories where we absolutely bombed. Oh yeah, a song or a performance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we lived through it. Yeah, and it barely it was, it maybe. was hard at first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but like you you lived through it, and so. I think part of that, for for me at least, with this is is trusting one the truth that people do want to hear what I have to say. Yes. And then two, that they'll stick around after I say it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Or and even then, like worst case scenario, because this doesn't happen a lot with you, because you are awesome. But man, even if they did leave, you're still worth it. Yeah. Like it's still yeah. worth giving your voice. You yeah. Know? And you yeah. know, and that's a really hard thing is like, you know, it's funny cause I just had this big Facebook poll about pancakes versus waffles. And, uh, yes. And I am so down. It's the closest division we've probably ever had as a church. I think, I think. <laughs> you almost split our entire community apart. I don't know. There was a huge text chain with the band, <laughs> the worship band last week. Though. But anyway. Um, yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry, Aaron. I don't think anybody heard your 10 o'clock sermon. <laughs> well, not in the band, at least. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's funny. No. Um, but yeah, but it's funny. So like these silly things, right? That not right. inconsequential, like waffles versus pancakes kind of notion like you know I, it, it's fun for me to be like well i'm right like you know waffles are the thing you should prefer or not waffles pancakes yes. ah, ah, you're so, you're subconscious no, you're subconscious agreed with us no 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 <laughs> no now demand and edit uh no <laughs> No, but, like, I, I prefer pancakes. I grew up with pancakes as my thing. Like, I'll throw down about why that's the thing you should prefer. I do want it to be stated that I will eat either. I will eat any sweet breakfast dough covered in butter and syrup right. any day of the week. Right. I just Amen. prefer a pancake. Uh, so, anyway. But it's fun for me, right, to trust that, like, oh, gosh, I'm right. You know, this is why. But then when it comes to other things of consequence, and of importance, it's important for me to not only trust relationships and take the risk to say it, but trust that it's valid that I feel the way I do. Yeah. Because that's hard. Because the merging thing is real. Yeah. And it's not like it takes the time to build up a relationship for it to happen. Like sometimes I merge very quickly without thinking. And like part of that is due to the fact that nines are also deeply empathetic people. Like 
they talk a lot in, in like a lot of the books about the Enneagram and, and the podcast and things about nines make awesome diplomats and counselors and mediators because they can so easily see all these sides, um, which is a really cool skill. But the downfall is um, the times when it emotionally immobilizes you because you can see both sides and they both seem so valid and you don't know what to do. And that also causes you not to, to trust the way that you feel about it. Yeah. And like, what should I say? What should I do? And so yeah. um, it, it's, it's really, it is a lot about taking the risk and, mm -hmm. and learning um, and giving yourself grace for that. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's been important for me. Another thing has been learning to accept a compliment. Mm, yeah. Um, not deflected. And away. it sounds so trivial but for me to accept a compliment means me acknowledging that I'm I'm like good at that and I'm talented at it because I quickly realized too because of like all this self-discovery is that I have a tendency to walk in a room and feel like I'm not the most qualified or like I, I don't I don't have much to add or yeah. this or that and all those things and and it's so weird to say right because you know I teach people you know teach youth group and all these other things and and so there's spaces where I feel confidence, but there's often a lot of spaces where I, do, I, I feel like, well, maybe I'm not, you know, got the biggest voice here or, or right. have any voice or, you know, all of those things. And so it's, it's, mm. it, it's been almost like trial and error a little bit, but like um, risking it though. And, and you feel it, you mm. know, you, you, it's just like that, like your ears are burning or, or yeah. there's like that tension in your chest. Like you kind of know it's, it's the moment. So it, all of this too is like just the self-awareness of these things brought is like knowing the things that'll make me numb out or, or recognizing the moments yeah. when I should trust my voice and speak up and say it. And so um, that's also been a really great thing about, all of just, you know, the Enneagram discovery stuff is just, you know, it's funny. It's not like it, nothing about the Enneagram ever says, like, this is how you change or get better. It just says, hey, here's where you're at. Here's where you may have been. And here's some things where you may want to go. But the biggest thing it kind of presents is like um, almost like a topographical map. You know, here's here's all the, the bumps and the rises and falls and, and kind of what makes you you. In a unique way. That's yeah. what I love about it too. It's like so flexible as like a personality typing system because it allows you to kind of be still the messy person you are um, because we're people, we're messy. That's just how it is. And so um, that's what I've loved about it too is it, it kind of gives me the freedom to not feel like I'm like kind of in a formula or in a, like a, you know, mold. Mm -hmm. But like even, even in me being a nine, the same way that like, you know, our friends, uh, Alberto and, and Brooks, you know, they're nines too, but like, it, we're still very different people. Um, we have some of the same tendencies and, um, react to things, um, you know, in like a nine way, but it all is still so very different because we're, we're, we're different, you know, people. So it's yeah. been, but yeah, so the Enneagram has been really helpful with so many things. It's also given me like vocabulary, um, and, uh, you know, ways to talk about how I feel or recognize yeah. behaviors I didn't understand before because it, it, right. 
it, it gives me the vocabulary to then express it better and, and more well. And, you know, that helps in my relationships, you know, with my wife and yeah. um, my coworkers and anybody, really. Yeah, but, well, because both are happening. There's discovery of things you didn't know were in yourself mm-hmm. and there yeah. is vocabulary where things that have always you you are aware have always been there but now you can explain to someone mm-hmm. what, what in the world you're trying to say yeah so you care deeply about music you care deeply about songwriting mm-hmm. but to write a song mm-hmm. is deeply expressive of your own voice mm-hmm. in in a in a sense of literally like you have a voice that sings notes and should sing us a song you wrote, but to the... Now, we didn't it, talk about that before we started recording. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying you have to sing. No, okay, good. No, I'm saying... Sorry, like, I was filled when, with fear. No, no, when you... <laughs> no, when you share songs and when you um, shared songs, uh, Sam and I lead the songwriting small group here at uh, church, and it's really yes. awesome. Yes. And, but one of the things, you know, we do in that space is uh, we share the songs we're working on, and so... For you, Sam, I wonder if that's been a a grace and like a lesson about personality even before you started doing personality and self-understanding work with the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to write songs at all is to express a big amount of belief that your voice matters. Yeah. And even to share a song, which we all do and have done a bunch, to share a song with trepidation and fear mm-hmm. and worry and all the things that comes with it is still to make a statement that your voice does matter. Mm-hmm. And it's so ironic too, because you and I both like will fight for people to be like, yes, you should be in this group. Yes, yes. it matters yeah. that you're writing. And I think you believe that you should be writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, that's a long prelude into this. So just how has that affected songwriting? How does it come yeah. out? You know, your own voice. Well, it's funny, like, we talked about the merging thing and all the interests, but like the one thing that has never changed is music. Hmm. Some of my earliest memories are like listening to music, watching, you know, music on TV. Like yeah. I had a little guitar when I was a kid, you know, kid size guitar. There's tons of pictures of me carrying it around. Yeah. And, and it's, it's all really funny too. Cause I never really learned to play until I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. But like I, like music has always moved me. Music mm-hmm. has always been a source of joy and like a source of like sanctuary. Yeah. Like a place. It it, it feels like a place I can I can go, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And so I think with songwriting and especially like looking at it through, you know, discovering all these things about myself and, and understanding myself better with the Enneagram and all that, like I, I feel like it's reflecting the truth that I do have a voice. Like I think yeah. uh, over more than anything else, it has echoed that truth of like, you do have a voice and it is important and it's good, you know, kind of thing. Because, you know, we share in the songwriting group and and, you know, it's funny, like, I still do get nervous. Like, oh, yeah. I think this Me is, too. like, my sixth year or something mm-hmm. doing this. And, like, I still still get nervous. It's just it's just the nature of the beast, but it's also, yeah. like, it's a vulnerable space. It's a yeah. – you're bringing something. Or, like, there's been the moments, right, where I've not been as prepared as I wanted, which is so, – it sounds so counterintuitive to not ha- not know how to play your own song. Um, but, dude, it happens. Oh, of course, yeah. That's why absolutely. I started recording them all when I wrote them. But uh, 
but yeah, but like even in the moment where I couldn't remember my own song and ended up playing the demo off my phone and everyone's still just being excited and giving me, you know, awesome feedback and yeah. encouragement, like reinforces the, the notion that like we've kind of brought up trusting relationships, like mm-hmm. knowing your voice is important, the way you feel is important and all of those yeah. things. And even in the moments when they offer, uh, you know, critique or suggestion, like it's so safe. Like it's mm-hmm. so, so safe. And, and that's that's one of my favorite things. I guess it's kind of an aside from the question you asked, but that's been one of my favorite things about that group is because oh, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's been such a, it's funny because it's about songwriting and it's mostly what we do, um, but you're not gonna write songs and it not be about like some of the deep things in your life or oh, yeah. some of the most vulnerable things. And like yeah. some songs aren't even about like events or people or times. They're like straight up just about how you feel. And yeah. it's been so cool um, to kind of, you know, be a part of that culture mm-hmm. and now continue yeah. um, leading yeah. that culture of this is a place of safety. This is a place of everyone is rooting for you. Like yeah. even if someone offers a suggestion to your song, that's because they believe in you and they believe in what you're saying and, and the things you're writing, you know. And people go deep so quick when you're sharing the vulnerable work of songwriting mm-hmm. because it it is so much about your voice. And, and the other thing, too, is while we want to, not just in that group, but in any of, any of the creative risky endeavors mm-hmm. any of us are doing, which goes well beyond whether your creative work is in art or not, but... In those things, we want people to not be ruled by fear more and more and be ruled yep. by freedom and love. Um, but at the same time, there's some little part that feels true to me that if you're not a little nervous, like if you're not, and I mean a little, like yeah. just if there's not some like feeling of a little bit of the gravitas of what you're doing, then you may not be aware. You may not actually have an awareness of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, and I mean it not in, from the fear sense even, but just like from the beautiful sense of mm-hmm. it, from almost, I would say, almost the holy or sacredness of song or story or sharing something that, you know, lends people seeing your voice and your heart mm-hmm. and, and like the thing you care about and the things you bring into this world, like that is weighty and like powerful yeah. and it frees people up. Um, not just to like feel free and that's it. And, and that would be good enough, but to feel free and also then to go speak their own voice mm-hmm. into the world. Um, so it's, I, I don't want people to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid. I still, I, I still think I'm too nervous all the time when I'd rather mm-hmm. be a little more comfy. Um, and I play music a lot for yeah. like a living, but like to some degree, the beautiful importance of what those moments are mm-hmm should not be lost on us, you know, yeah. like some, some weird tension of man, the, the weight off our shoulders and it doesn't have to be perfect. And you just, it's about the connection and the sharing, but yet like a, like a joy and like a hum in the air because it's a real thing happening. Yeah. You know? Well, and a lot of it too is like, it's not even the performance part. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you, you kind of eventually get over that to some degree, right? Sure. Like you continue to move forward. Like you still, you get a little nervous before yeah. you perform, but like it's a lot more manageable, but yeah. like it's- And your skills grow. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's so different when it's like, hey, hey I'm, I'm about to like pull this thing out that I created mm-hmm. and tell you exactly how I feel. And yeah. um, I've put it to 
words and melody and like knowing all of you have opinions about songs and music and all that and, and I'm going to share it and I'm going to, you know, it, it is a little bit of, you know, there's different ways people describe it, but it, it's, it's almost like letting someone into your diary yeah, sometimes much. or letting someone into your, um, like your, your prayer journal or, or <laughs> right. wherever it is that you like kind of hold those dear things in, like it's kind of letting some of that out and, but the beauty of it, like I said before, like looking at it through like the self-discovery thing and, and the encouragement you get from it is, is once you do share and the amount of people are like, yeah, like I've felt that way too. Or like, I know someone needs to hear this song or like, you know, the 14 or 15 of us gathered in the room for songwriting group, like we needed to hear that song, mm-hmm. you know, that's so important. And we say that so much. And it just, again, goes to validate like the, the whole, like, man, people have a voice and, 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 you know, it should be heard is cause we say that, <laughs> I mean, at least once a week, we're looking at someone going, man, I'm so glad I got to hear that song. Yeah. I needed it, you know, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I will say the other thing about the Enneagram and songwriting is that it's great songwriting material in and yeah, of itself so yeah. i've already got two songs that's true um yeah. <laughs> directly lifted from my uh, enneagram experience so yeah and so i know we've kind of hit on a lot of things that go under this category already but i don't know just in case there's something else you'd like to share in this space Uh, I'll ask this question we kind of ask pretty regularly, which is what are the things right now that are requiring great vulnerability from Sam? You know, I think, and I've talked about this with Gina and I think even you recently, but just because of, you know, experiences like years ago and things, but like being more ready to be vulnerable or open or, you know, trusting to like 100% be myself, Hmm. you know, not so constantly worried about the filter of dad, Sam or pastor, Sam, or what is this person thinking of Sam? You know, cause I'm not a, I'm aware that I'm not an inauthentic person. Sure. Sure. At all. But I, I just remember in the past, like feeling a little bit more ready and freer Um, if I'm explaining this well at all, or if it's resonating, but like just that, like more okayness with walking out exactly who Sam is and how he feels and what he wants to say and not constantly checking it against what I think other people are thinking or what I think I should be thinking or, uh, which is weird, right? Because I'm trying to say I'm trying to be myself, but like you've got this weird narrative in your head of like who you are, who you're supposed to be and all this stuff, but it's informed by so many other things and people and roles and relationships. And so, you know, I, I guess, I guess the way to sum it up well is just being really okay and, and confident and, and just walking that out, you know, just feeling freer in that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like free from the anxiety and stress it brings up to constantly be running yourself up against the standard of what you think yeah. is supposed to be the best thing, you know, supposed yeah. to be the right thing, supposed to be the cool thing, supposed to be the whatever thing or, or the comparison game, you know, yeah. of other people do this and that and it's better than me or different than me and like whatever, you know, but just being 
being really ready to be, I guess, just kind of free with yeah. like who I am, where I've been, what my story is. Yeah. All of that stuff, you know, and that it's valid and has weight and it's worth mm -hmm. it, you know. And God likes your story a lot. Yeah. 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 That's true. And so, uh, you know, that, that requires some, some vulnerability and some, uh, some real trust. That keeps coming up a lot. Sure. I'm not a mistrusting person. A lot of this trust has to do with myself, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Well, you could be a mistrusting person of yourself and yeah. not anybody else. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, you know, that I've been working so hard on, you know, and, and in getting better at is, is trusting my gut, my instincts, my feelings, my, yeah. my samness, yeah. and not even my nineness, but like my samness, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so that could be the title, trusting my samness, trusting my samness. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, hmm. so yeah, that's, that's been a big, big thing. And you know, and it's, 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 uh, something I've been thinking about a lot too, that I, I guess isn't directly related to this question. Um, but you know, when I was at, um, the youth conference, like another one of the youth workers there came over and she was praying uh, with Gina and I, but she just had this incredible like word for me and, and was just talking about how the Lord had like laid in on her heart to pray this particular scripture over me. And it was uh, where Elisha asks Elijah for the double portion and just telling me that the Lord was ready to do that for me. And like, I, I'm still trying to trust that he trusts me with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I, I learning trust in yourself because yeah. God trusts you, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's, you know, I think that was like last October or something that, that I went to that yeah. thing. And I still think about it like semi-regularly because yeah. I, you know, I want to be vulnerable even with that kind of stuff of like, I'm not sure exactly what that means, you know, and, and, and all of that. But like, um, it's definitely something that has been like the Lord has confirmed and shown and things like that. And mm -hmm. just, you know, being ready to, to lean into that and trust that the Lord would want to do those types of things with me and that he trusts me with whatever that double portion yeah. is or what it looks like, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, cause it's like simultaneously encouraging and scary. But that's probably, I mean, that's probably the sweet spot of any actual transformative moment with God. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's going to be encouraging and a little terrifying. Yeah, true. <laughs> like when an angel with six wings is putting a hot coal up to your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> I imagine you're encouraged and terrified. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the very last question, Sam, what is the thing that you love the most about God right now? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been, um, like, really encouraging lately just to, like, hear so many people's stories and hear, you know, I consume a lot of podcasts and yeah, yeah. things like that. And uh, I, I think what I have so just been excited about is God's presence you know not even that like I mean I am excited about the like kind of the the mysterious aspect right of his presence and you know when it's king to, when his kingdom breaks in and, and like incredible healings or these emotional things like 
get turned around and healed and all this stuff that yeah, happens yeah. when the kingdom shows up. Yeah. But like just the fact that he is like persistently around, you know what yeah, I mean? Kind of yeah. like we've talked so much, right, about relationships and friendships and, and, and like, you know, one of the things that's so great about that is you know, those people are like kind of always around and available. And I, you know, you kind of come in and out of seasons of understanding it, but I've been in a really long one of just really being glad that he is always around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just always around, you know, I think a lot of like Psalm 139 and it talks so much about like, where can I go? Like that you won't be like there and, and just, how much that that means yeah you know that there's this like immense huge wonderful amazing breathtaking god who i love and i fear and i trust and you know sometimes i fight with and you know try to understand and all these things but like above and beyond all that he's just like persistently around Mm, yeah like just just there Mm -hmm. you know and so that that's just exciting like knowing you know the really churchy word is like abiding not even like the concept of abiding but like being really aware that I can Mm, yeah you know has just been giving me a lot of life to Mm. think you know about where he's at you know when I'm at the park with my kids and mm-hmm. you know when I'm driving alone here and there and you know working in the church during the week and at youth group or yeah. eating Taco Bell with you yes. in the middle of the day like yes. um, like I, it's just so sweet to think that like that big old amazing wonderful God as immense as he is wants to be like intimately mm-hmm. um available and around yeah and it sounds like the opposite it sounds like the opposite of numbing out too yeah. is abiding mm-hmm. in god like yeah. abiding in him abiding in the present moment even with its difficulties yeah because he's there in it mm-hmm. you know and even in the really hard he's yeah. not going anywhere no yeah so that's been a real blessing and a wonderful yeah. thing you know mm. um, and that's what I'm yeah. so excited and thankful for about the yeah. Lord right now yeah he's making a lot of peace in mm. a person who um, wants very much to be a peacemaker for other mm. people and yeah that's awesome yeah So that's it for this week's episode of the Vineyard Church Conversations. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We're going to end this week's podcast the way we've ended all of these, by praying our prayer together. So I hope you will pray along wherever you find yourself listening to this. And I hope that if you don't know this prayer, maybe it could become a healthy part of your weekly rhythm. So let's pray together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you alone are King. Give us wisdom, courage, and kindness that we might bear your image well. Unify us in heart, soul, and purpose that the world might know your love. Make us your hands, generous and compassionate. Make us your feet, valiant and steady. In service to you and all you've created, give us love greater than fear. Onward for your kingdom. 
We're declaring your worth, finding our worth in you, and joining you in the renewal of all things. Amen. Amen.